Welcome, one and all, to another episode of the Close Encounters of the Nerdkind Podcast. My name's Imran, TJ Sutherland, Dan Colacott, with new episodes released on the first and third Mondays of the month. Catch Close Encounters of the Nerdkind Podcast at foreverinelectricdreams.com. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Close Encounters of the Nerdkind Podcast. I'm your host, TJ Sutherland, aka Hot Chocolate, because it's bloody hot tonight. Um, and joining me as ever today are my acolytes, Imran Mirza, aka Vecna in disguise. Oh, brilliant. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and Dan Colacott, aka Eddie Munson's evil twin. Uh, I can work with that. I can work. <laughs> Good stuff. First, uh, before we uh, crack on with the topic of today, uh, Imran, I, I believe you have a little special message for uh, someone. Yes, we, we, we don't often do shout outs, but we, I really wanted to just take the time to uh, to shout out our buddy Carl uh, Jones. Uh, many of you, if you hopefully would have caught, uh, I think it was episode 54 of our podcast that ran in conjunction with a, a massively ambitious uh, project that the three of us undertook where we put together a list. Um, an alphabetical list because we're cowards uh, of our top 100 favorite 90s hip hop uh, records. So the three of us put this list together for our own pleasure and amusement and uh, just for the fun of it. And um, Carl Jones uh, kind of found the list, discovered the list and was inspired to make a series of mixes uh, for Blue and Green Radio as a result of that. And it was such a incredibly sort of humbling thing for our you know speak for for, speak for all of us uh to have a project that we did and we just thought we'd just do this for our own amusement but for it to inspire something from someone else was uh i thought really really a special thing for us so uh we just wanted to say thank you very much to him uh, and we'll be posting up those mixes so we'll be putting links hopefully in time for this uh if you're listening to this now in the description uh, on our website or the soundcloud description we'll put up the links to where you can hear those mixes and where you can read the list if you've yet to do so so huge thanks to him uh, and of course anyone else that's ever checked out that list so thanks very much buddy um yes Thank you, Carl. As uh, that's some really dope work, and as as Imran said, highly unexpected, but really nice to see that someone appreciated um, all the hard work we did. We didn't really; we mm. just kind of phoned in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we just spanned so, up wheel, <laughs> basically. Um, cool. All right. So for today's topic, um, we will be asking: How much is too much? Um, we're going to be talking over whether or not, looking specifically at comic book related visual entertainment, I guess you want to call it, trying to cover TV shows and, and uh, movies. Um, just trying to work out, you know, is there a bit of an oversaturation of the genre? Um, there's a lot of stuff out there right now going across all the streaming platforms, movies, TV shows, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it seems, it feels essentially like it seems to have ramped up quite a bit in recent times um, based on the success of uh, obviously MCU are the kind of big daddies of it all um, DC kind of bringing up the rear I guess um, but across the streaming sites you know we've got examples all over the shop you've got the boys uh, Umbrella Academy Invincible all on Prime um, Peacemaker on HBO I think that was on uh titans on netflix preacher i think that was on prime as well american gods back in the day uh sandman coming up on netflix and there's there's a raft of um titles that have been you know translated into live action stuff um and more coming um again mcu've got a, a buttload of uh movies and tv shows coming up i actually um saw a stat the other day around the amount of um hours or runtime hours that um the MCU have had over the different phases. Um phase one there was twelve point four hours six films in phase one. Wow. Uh phase two was six films that's twelve point seven hours. Phase three was eleven films. Um that was twenty four point nine hours. Guess how many hours we've had so far in phase four. Hit you with an early, early quiz just to get the juices flowing. 
So how so obviously we're counting TV shows, obviously, right? We're so counting, yeah. So this is Division, MCU Hawkeye, MCU canon content. Jesus, uh, well, that's going to be a lot, isn't it? I'm just trying to count the shows. <laughs> Miss Marvel, Loki, Falcon, uh, Wanda, Hawkeye. I mean, that's probably sixty odd hours there. Okay, uh, all right. Well, you've, you've gone, you've gone big, but um, but no. Um, so, Phase Four so <laughs> yeah, far. Yeah. Phase Four yeah, so yeah. far, they've had six films, seven shows, uh, forty nine point five hours. Wow, uh, and that's so far. So yeah, it's um, <clears throat> it's twice as much as the first three phases altogether. Now, I mean, I guess that's kind of skewed by the fact, obviously, um, when Phase Four kicked off, Disney Plus started off. You know, Wonder Vision kicked us all off in the TV show stuff, and obviously, we're not counting the non MCU canon stuff. So you got the Netflix shows, um, Hulu stuff that all came during kind of phase two, phase three. So it's the, the stats a little bit misleading, but I mean, you know, it's still quite stark the, the, uh, the rise in the amount of content that Disney have been churning out for, for the Marvel properties. So, I mean, I guess the first thing is to kind of kick off, you know, do we feel like this is, <clears throat> sorry, do we feel like this is a, a golden age of comic book um, content? You know, there's a lot of stuff out there, a lot of choice. It's not just about MCU. There's, you know, the weird and wonderful stuff that's on Prime. There's HBO stuff as well. Um, or do we feel like, you know, maybe things have peaked a bit and we're getting too much now. You know, everyone's kind of jumping on the bandwagon because comic book properties are making a lot of money. And, you know, um, is, you know, where do we feel like we're at? Uh, Imran, what, what are we thinking? I, the, the, I guess the distinction I would make is there's absolutely a lot. I don't necessarily think that there's too much. In fairness, there's too much of everything. There is way too many cop shows. There's way too many reality shows. There's Netflix. How many like baking specific shows are there just on Netflix? Like, is it a car or is it a cake? You know, there's there's that show. There's Cupcake Wars. There's there's so many things, and I think it's really attributed to the amount. I know streaming services are something we'll be discussing later. So, not to push the conversation ahead, but I think for the amount of places to view things, I think it the, the notion of comic book uh, content is sort of in good measure with the amount of everything uh that there is you know i i think you, we can obviously dissect the question uh more specifically i guess as relates to certain things like the we could bemoan to an extent the, the disjointed nature of dc's sort of um you know the amount of dc shows that there are that are completely unconnected uh we could also you know depending on where you are with marvel you could bemoan the fact that everything is so cohesive you have to watch one thing before you watch the other um so you can yeah i think you can sort of you know really zero in on certain specific things but i i wouldn't necessarily say that there was too much in relation to just the amount of content that there is available due to really the amount of streaming services um that there are i think this is a golden age of comic book content i mean if we go back to like the 90s i mean comic book movies were Dog you know <laughs> they, well, they, they were weren't they i mean you, you had the occasional you know like yeah. golden nugget of you know classic content i mean batman uh the tim burton that's yeah. 1989 that's a masterpiece um you know so it you did have glimmering moments of brilliance but they were almost a sub genre of action movie hmm. uh our last two jokers well not the last two but joaquin phoenix and heath ledger both won academy awards for their performances that would never have happened 20 30 years ago yeah. you know so i i think that the, the bar now is so high for comic book movies and comic book content on tv shows and um i think it's i think it's a wonderful thing there's a well of uh, content to to draw from, and I I think it's I think it's really exciting. Uh, so no, I'm I, I don't think there's necessarily too much, but it depends how you consume what you consume. To your point, uh, to touch on your point, you said about um, these films now winning awards. Do you, do you, do you feel like 
they're actually being taken seriously now. Because uh, again, going back to what you're saying in the nineties and that, you know, the comic, comic book movies were seen as a, it feels to me like they were seen as a bit of a joke. People didn't really invest yeah. in them too much. And now they're being taken serious, seriously as like serious grown up pieces of work and not just a kind of fanciful, you know, whatever. I don't know what, how you want to describe it, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think if you, I mean, I'm not a gigantic fan of the film for many reasons, but I mean, the, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, I mean, you, it's taxi driver to an extent, and that's not in a, a, a dismissive way. I mean, it doesn't feel like that's relegated to a comic book audience. Yeah. You know, I, I know there there is an old school mentality. I mean, not to harp on Martin Scorsese's comments about, uh, MCU movies I think he was referring to them specifically as sort of mm. they're just sort of theme park rides of just massive explosions and you move on but I, I wouldn't expect Martin Scorsese to to say these are masterpiece movies and I don't imagine he's seen any so it's that <laughs> he's Martin Scorsese and he's totally entitled to you know to have say the the opinion of someone who has never seen a Marvel movie it, it must be such an overwhelming kind of oh my gosh another one with a hundred people in it totally mm. understand that perception unless you've been there since say day one of it um but i i think there are old school mentalities towards it as you know as sort of um the scorsese kind of approach but um yeah i mean like again the joker i mean he won an academy award like based on an incredible performance and i i, I don't yeah. think that that's certainly going to be the last um oscar worthy performance that these films will generate and i i think we've moved on so much again to a site back to the 90s that we're looking at comic book villains who just wanted to take over the world for <laughs> for no logical reason other than a giant ego or for unlimited money but now we have intricate villains and um you know multi-layered multi-faceted villains and we had a recent episode where we discussed uh, the the target audience being so much more wider uh, and the expectations for these characters to, to sort of develop and grow in so many exciting, creative ways. So uh, I think it is a, it's a, it's a, it's a fantastic and exciting time. And I do think the genre is taken so much more seriously other than just being a money spinner now. Hmm. How about you, Dan? Golden age or jump the shark? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of ha I have mixed feelings um, because there is there's there's so much out there at the moment. Because as as Imran says, it's not just it's not just comic based films and TV shows. There is, a, you know, there's a, just a mass of everything because mm -hmm. every every kind of license or show or idea or story or franchise that there's ever been, it kind of never stops. It, hmm. It's always coming back now, whereas you kind of felt like at one point, uh, late 90s, early noughties, certain things stopped and you were like, that, that's the end of that. There's going to be no more. But now it, it feels like, They've got so much money. There's so you know so many kind of sources to kind of fund these things now that you know you've got an entire franchise based on you know TV franchise based on the Halo game, which actually thought was really good. And did and you I, like it? Did you like yeah, that? Yeah, I, I did. Ooh. I did, and I didn't. I Ooh. Ooh. did you not? <laughs> That's a lot of ooh. <laughs> That, that may be a discussion. That may be a discussion for another for another uh, another. Podcast. Oh, I, I mean, I'm not I'm not a hardcore Halo fanboy, but I actually oh, neither like neither it. am I. Don't 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 get twisted. I, I I'm not either. And which is and it, the interesting thing about this is I'm normally the much more forgiving of like shonky TV shows than you are. You're way more critical than I am generally. <laughs> so it's interesting that you that you enjoyed it, and I thought yeah. it was. It felt like I was watching. Uh, you know those, uh, you know those really dodgy like sci-fi movies on on like sci-fi channel. Yeah, it felt like I was watching a slightly higher budget version of one of those. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's 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 a fair <laughs> fair criticism. It, it did take a while. Like at the start, I nearly bailed. Uh, the first. To be fair, I only watched the first couple of episodes. So, oh uh, yeah. well, yeah, you're right. I okay. I, I I it was it was. It was ridiculous because uh, 
I was really put off at the start. And I can't remember, I read something or someone said something and I, I was just stuck on a train somewhere and I was like, oh yeah, I have, I, ha- I could, I could watch that. <laughs> and once I got like three or four episodes in, I was like, okay, yeah, now I see it. Now okay. I quite actually enjoy this. I but, might give it another chance. Yeah, but it's, there are so many shows like that. I mean, I felt like that about The Expanse um, at the start. I was just like, "Yeah, true, what, same." What is Dennis going on about here? I, I don't. What I, this is awful. But straying from the point. But nothing ever seems to end. You know, at the moment, I remember when Enterprise finished, it got canned, and I, and it looked like there was going to be no more Star Trek. Now there's about six different shows all overlapping yeah. or in the works or, or showing at the moment. So it is getting to the, the point where you're like, well, well, what do I watch? Because there isn't enough hours in the day, um, well, in the evenings, presumably, for those of us who work and, you know, if you have kids. But so how do you how do you pick what time you're going to give up to, to which show? Because there is so much... And it, it, it's not necessarily bad quality. Like, I don't think I've I've watched anything um, kind of comic-based that I've felt strongly didn't need to be made or was awful or in any way offended me. I think that there's been so much good good programs out there. But at the same time, it's like, if you if you try to sort of pull it back a bit, and analyze what's happening. Um, and certainly in lieu of the, you know, the Avengers climax. I mean, that was a climax of, uh, TJ, you'll know this. How, how many films was that? That kind of pulled that story. Oh God. Uh, uh, 22 movies, wasn't it? Yeah. Something like that. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's go with a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. And 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 I think for probably half of those films you didn't really see I mean, you know, Thanos didn't show up for you know, he's not he wasn't in the background of most of those films. So there wasn't Yeah. There wasn't the expectation that something that good could be made to a level of I think it's completely unprecedented in cinema. The only other thing I could think of that has that many films and that many overlapping storylines and characters is the freaking Saw movies. Because other than, you know, you, you could say kind of epic epic stuff like Lord of the Rings. Um, I'm trying to think of what other, what other kind of long cinematic trilogies apart from Godfather and things like that. There, there's, there's not been anything on that kind of scale so the problem is now is obviously you know with with the whole disney plus thing they're they're going into tv really quite aggressively for themselves rather than licensing to you know as you said tj hulu and other kind of uh, netflix so they're going there and and they're and they're trying to use they're almost like there could have been quite a few there could have been hawkeye the movie but they've done it as a TV series instead, and they probably should have done Black Widow, the TV series, instead of the film, and blah, blah, blah. So they're using that as a format. But at the moment, our expectations is we've seen the best that the MCU has to offer, and we're really impatient. Well, I don't know about us three personally, but it feels like the world is, is waiting for another you know, Avengers, Thanos type. Big epic, bad. Big bad. And you've got, um, Kang, is it Kang the, I don't know what he is, Kang the Conqueror? Uh, uh, yes, Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, and he's sort of bubbling in the background and he's been in Loki and uh, and it sounds as though that's the the big bad that, that we're maybe heading towards. But I, I don't know if, if that is the fact. And none of the, I think the TV shows have all been very good, um, and even the the recent MCU films such as, um, you know, Thor: Love and Thunder, and um, what's mm. it, Doctor Strange, and Shang-Chi. the multi, 
Uh, I've not actually seen Shang Chi. I don't know if that was. Have you not? No, uh, I, I I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it's really good fun. I, there's no reason for me not watching. I, I I've not heard anything bad about it. I just keep forgetting it. But but you know, generally, I, I think people have grumbled about Eternals a little bit. But most of the films, and you know, if you include the the recent Spider Man film, you know, have have been pretty amazing, pretty awesome. The the latest Batman film was awesome, but. But yeah, I think from from an MCU specific lens, we're we're still waiting for where the the big story, you know, the big epic is is going to hit. But I don't think they they look at it like that. I think they're like, okay, you know, we we've got this whole um, potential that you know they're they're going to re-energize the whole X Men franchise and bring them into it. Um, they're they're going to bring Daredevil and Kingpin and possibly you know the rest of the defenders into it and the Fantastic Four. So it's very hard to to know where everything is going, and it's almost like yeah, to to the point of what you're asking, there is a lot. There's a hell of a lot happening at once, and it is going to get to the point of it's not necessarily. Well, it's it's hard to believe that the quality can be sustained with this many shows and films. But at the same time, it's like, what 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 do you watch? How do you spend your time? You know, you've got to live uh, either side of DC and MCU and all the other kind of wonderful shows like you know Umbrella Academy, The Boys, and everything else that's being shown. Mm. So that's, uh, that's quite. Uh, fortunate you mentioned about quality because that kind of brings me on to my my next point really I mean I think kind of browsing around the internet which is always a bad idea um, (laughs) and like you know seeing people's comments around you know whether they like certain films and that kind of stuff and it I think this what kind of generated my interest in this topic was I, I feel like I'm seeing a little bit, a little bit of apathy towards a lot of, uh, and this is probably more focused on MCU than the rest of the shows, the rest of the comic book, uh, TV shows and movies. But um, I'm feeling like there's a, a a little bit of a twinge of some apathy towards the Marvel stuff because you know the the train is pretty relentless. You know, if there's not a movie out, there's a TV show. If there's not a TV show, there's a movie. And then once the TV show finishes, another one kicks off, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, is it causing a bit of um, a lack of, or is the quality um, of the newer TV shows and movies suffering due to the volume of content? And it's, it's, it's a bit of a complicated one because are people's views and opinions of more recent MCU stuff um, suffering because of a lack of quality or because they missed the characters that they grew up with or loved in phase one, two, and three? Um, Or is it just they're creating too much stuff, so therefore they're rushing things and the quality, they're going for quantity over quality because obviously they're trying to create a lot more content for, for Disney Plus as well. Um, you know, what what are your thoughts around the quality of stuff? Is it is it kind of suffering in general? Imran, what do you think? I don't I don't think anything is personally suffering. Not everyone's gonna love everything, and that's totally yeah. fair. Uh, it always it did feel that Eternals was their first I'll use the term loosely, I don't know money wise how much it made, but it did feel like Eternals was their first failure in some time. Um, there, you know, there were good moments about it, but overall, it wasn't something I particularly enjoyed at all. Um, but that's that's an, that's an aside. But um, I, yeah, I, I think that was their first failure. I can't think of anything else that has drawn a, a particularly negative reaction. Phase four is difficult. I mean, there's two points about phase four that, that relate to what Dan said about 
you've I mean you could have ended MCU after Endgame it was such a fantastic culmination of every of the eight whatever it was years that came before it it was just perfect and you're now at a point where a lot of contracts either ended or we're saying we've said goodbye to some of the key characters or we're in the process of saying goodbye to characters and you're now having to introduce uh, a new team you know from Moon Knight to Miss Marvel to a new Black Panther um, and you know, there's a She-Hulk as well. So we're getting a whole new Shang-Chi. We're getting a whole new array of characters. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think it's probably a little bit unfair about the, the, the big bad thing because, I mean, Thanos doesn't appear till the end of phase one in the final post credit scene um, of the first Avengers movie. So he's not necessarily a presence in phase one in any way. It's about introducing our characters. And that's what phase four is, even though there's a hell of a lot. And Dan, another thing that you used, which I think is a really good word, you quite, you've used the word aggressive. And I think a lot of phase four does feel aggressive because there's so much that they're pushing out. Um, but I suppose if you look at Disney Plus and the Marvel kind of tab on it as a channel, you have to populate your channel. It, you know, you can't just put something once every three months or so. So it's a heck of a lot that they're putting out. But I don't necessarily think it's ne- it's a you know there's anything yet that we can really cite as being a drop in quality what one thing if i may just make one more really interesting point about phase four um is that this is it feels the first time that now their ex that the expanse of of their plan is so wide it felt like everything phases one two and three were aimed at a comic book slash action movie audience in whatever that was phase four mm. is now so big that if even just from the trailers of miss marvel and she hulk they are not aimed at specifically the people that were watching phase one two and three they're at now their content is now aimed at specific demographics mm. and that's really interesting that's really summarizing the the, the overarching scope of kind of what they're aiming to achieve going forward. You know, those are very different shows to everything that have been before it. And they are targeting certain demographics. And that's really interesting. Do you think that's, that is very interesting actually. And I, and I guess it's a, it's a byproduct of their initial success, right? Because they obviously, you know, when they first came up, came up with the MCU thing, they went for the big hitters. They went for the, the pop culture icons got that stuff established, got the MCU established. Now they've got a bit more cut blanche to kind of branch out a bit and go for the lesser known guys, uh, mm. you know, the expansive demographics, you know, more female characters, more characters of color, you know, anti-heroes, weird and wonderful shit that went on in Moon Knight. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that, that is a, that is a very, very interesting, interesting side of it. Mm, my daughter's about to start watching Miss Marvel, and I think she's going to love it. I think that's going to be her, her favorite show yeah. that she would have seen because it's going to speak to her on on a on a, a, a culture level. You know, she's she's yeah. you know I'm Muslim. She's yeah, it's part of her culture, and she, being an obsessive fan of of Marvel that she is, I I I look forward to the the sheer excitement that that show is going to give her. So it, yeah, and uh, you know, and She Hulk is like <laughs> if you enjoyed Ali McBeal or if you enjoyed Sex in the City, She Hulk is aimed from just from the trailer is aimed at that, which is a completely different audience. And I think it's really interesting that that's how big they're getting. They're almost dissecting their audience now, and that's incredible. I'm actually, I'm actually, I really, really enjoyed Miss Marvel, and I'm actually really stoked for your daughter to watch a show like that. Also, yeah. have a show like yeah. that available to her because yes, um, especially you know. Muslim, um, exactly. like superhero yeah. characters are few and far between, um, yeah. uh, or, you know, from East Asia. And it's, it's, it's very, um, you know, I, 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 the, when the comic came out, that was very much again, targeted at, um, at that, dem- at that specific demographic. And it's, it's really cool that she's going to get to experience that being a big Marvel fan and seeing, yeah basically just seeing someone that looks like you on the screen yeah. and that has the same yeah. experiences as you that are very specific to your culture, I think is a, yes. is a very cool thing. Yeah. I can't uh, wait. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. so to you, uh, Mr. Colicott, what, um, what you thought, what your thoughts are on the quality 
potentially suffering from the volume of content or are you happy with it all? Yeah, I mean, interesting because I don't, I wouldn't say the TV shows on um, Disney Plus, I nothing there has blown me away. Um, like I, I like Loki, um, but I would say things like um, Hawkeye and, and um, Winter Soldier, and um, I've forgotten what what the name of the title is, Captain. Captain, Captain, I'm not quite America yet in the Winter Soldier. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, <laughs> I didn't really... Falcon. Yeah, with Falcon and the Winter <laughs> Soldier. Yeah, th- those things... I mean, may- maybe because they were... I don't know, maybe maybe not aimed as much at me, but I, I did feel... I didn't feel... I don't know. They, they were okay. They were, they were decent. But by Marvel standards... I don't know. I I felt it was kind of very very much paint by numbers. Whereas I think with one one division did something that had never really been done before. It was quite unique. I think you know Miss Marvel's unique. I think Loki was unique. It was quite you know those those three three shows definitely offered something new. But yeah, there's been a few kind of recent missteps with the Eternals. I think I think Black Widow should have probably come out about five years ago. <laughs> um and and yeah, I mean it it's interesting I think we've talked about the Doctor Strange film. That to me was probably I felt like I was the tar- target demographic because it was almost like an MCU film for people that love Evil Dead. Another so, kind of It's yeah. very much a Sam Raimi film. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Another kind of horror genres and tropes. Um, Love and Thunder we can't discuss because because uh, of spoilers. But yeah, which they... apparently Imran's daughter gives two shits about. <laughs> <laughs> she has not mastered the etiquette at all. But there you go. She has zero chill, and I love her for it. Emily, keep doing what you're doing, man. Smashing it. <laughs> <laughs> but without giving too much away, it, it's quite interesting that Ragnarok and Thor, Love and Thunder have given a completely new dimension to Chris Hemsworth and that character and that world. Because let's face it, the first, um, the first, was it two movies? Was it, it was, yes, Thor yeah. and Thor Dark World before Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. They were very po-faced and serious. And even, you know, when, when Thor was kind of, you know, with the Avengers, there there was, you know, very one-dimensional, a big, handsome, muscular, blonde guy. Um, and I do love the fact that Ragnarok and Love and Thunder, and to be fair, you know, his, I think his his role also um, changed a little bit in the Avengers and the last two Avengers films themselves. But yeah, that that definitely broadened the genre because I know when we talked about the the podcast where we're saying you know these these characters are becoming more three dimensional um they're becoming more to to a degree that adults can can appreciate them they're not just it's not just the same paint by numbers here's you know a big muscular white hero dude and here here's some you know token people people from different races who are in the background it, it's very much been rebalanced as it should be so that you know that whole i don't know i, I don't want to sound too woke and too you know too too knowing about it but it, it it just feels like it's a much more realistic representation of the world you know seen through cinema and seen through heroes and what heroes can be and again i don't want to sound like someone from a ted talk but it is nice to see that it feels like that there was a jump because i don't feel like the initial mcu films and tv shows the dc shows i don't think at the start it, it it's definitely there was a chasm there 
and it, it, it feels like it's suddenly caught up to the rest of the world. And, you know, fair play, because Disney, let's, let's face it, let's be honest, they aren't one of the most, um, what's the word? That They're quite a conservative company with conservative-leaning views. And yet, you know... Very, di- very diplomatically put. Yeah, very diplomatically put. But they, they you know, to to their credit, they're, they're starting now to, you know, they're... they're that they're moving away from that. Let's put it like that. And and you know, all and fair fair dues to them. And and if you watch some of the the other kind of comic book comic shows, the thing about that I always want to say about comics is, if you think of comics as a medium that was so far ahead of, you know, for, from from a reflection of what society is. Um, and, and realism and innovation and ideas and imagination. Comics have always been so far ahead of everything, everything else that we're, we were kind of viewing and consuming in society. So it feels like, you know, when you, when you look at things like, you know, Peacemaker and The Boys and all the... Um, and Umbrella Academy and other other kind of shows that are non MCU, you know, it, it's brilliant that, yeah, I don't know that that we're now as a medium that was often you know looked down upon, you know, people, you know, people <laughs> thumb their noses at, and obviously the Martin Scorsese, you know, comments and that. But I've always felt that comics were just that was just the hub of 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 ideas realism and you it's know great storytelling exactly and so i don't want to moan too much that that's that that's now happening um mm. even if i i do feel that there's there's one or two but they're not missteps i just don't feel like i'm the target audience for that and i'm fine with that and and i yeah. think you know that's okay we don't we don't need to be yeah i guess i guess from my perspective is is uh, are kind of torn and, and this is why I, I find this quite a fascinating topic because um i'm i'm very forgiving uh of uh what dan would call missteps i mean even i i even enjoyed the, uh, the eternals um not the what was the other one oh yeah the because they did eternals before didn't they or was it in humans that weird Inhuman. Um, minis, Inhumans, yeah. That yeah. was fucking awful. So <laughs> even I wouldn't let that one slide. But um, but no, I quite enjoyed the Eternals. Yes, it had its problems, and uh, and uh, you know I will, I I recognise what those problems were, <clears throat> and I seem to agree with most on that one. But I'm I'm pretty forgiving. I think a lot of that is, you know, I'm, I'm I will freely admit I'm hugely biased. I've been a comic book fan since. Over well over thirty years now. Says so try not to give away his age, um, and I I've been dying for this moment in time to happen. Like there've been so many missteps with the handling of comic book properties and movies being trash and not being taken seriously. And whenever I've been reading them throughout throughout my life, I've always you know there's been some amazing storylines in there, character representation, stories of oppression, hardship love, sacrifice, the whole bit, all being told in, you know, what a lot of people uh, seem to think is stuff that's for kids. Um, So, yeah, like seeing the amount of stuff that's out there now and and also the variety of stuff, you know, you've got your, you know, your theme park ride, going to Scorsese stuff for MCU, which to be fair, a lot of it is. It's just going to the cinema, have a great time, watch some stuff blow up, see some cool powers, amazing special effects and get on with your life. And that's, I think that's completely fair. And then you've got, you know, incredible social commentary stuff like the boys, you know, um, getting into like the darker side of things, what superheroes are bad and, you know, all that stuff. So there's a, there's a raft of, um, incredible stuff coming out sandman coming out on netflix and um uh next one i think it is uh which should be hopefully will be incredible um so yeah i'm i'm hugely biased and i i i you know i i, I think to your point i don't really think that the quality is suffering as much as 
there are some things that are being done that aren't aren't quite targeted for certain bits of the demographic. It's not all about the hardcore um, fan base anymore. It's, you know, trying to touch different demographics, trying to introduce new characters, trying to juggle a few different things and and move the franchise forward. So, um, yeah, um, I'm I'm loving it and I I, I don't have a... I, I, I keep putting it into my eyeballs um for now <laughs> um so Can i pose I mean, a question to you both go for it and it's not going to be a loaded loaded comment it's not most meant to be difficult because i think you will have an answer to this but what to, to both of you starting with um you Imran, actually what what is the the last film you saw and last tv series you saw that you loved that wasn't related to comics. Well, uh, would Star Wars count? We saw it sort of straddles that line Uh, a little bit, but we saw Obi-Wan. I thoroughly enjoyed Obi-Wan at the Kenobi show. Um, So I would, I would say that the last movie, um, Oh shit! Going blanks on movies. That's uh, tough. That's a tough. Oh, you bastard! Because <laughs> <laughs> I keep going in my head. Like, oh yeah, watch that. Oh no, no, it's MCU. I don't watch that. Oh no, no, wait, that's that's a. Uh, I'm saying that. Oh, what about no? That that's a, that's a graphic novel. Shit! <laughs> Come oh, on in, man. Film. Uh, well, I the only other thing I think of, I, I'm sure I've seen the film since, but <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> oh, damn. So I don't know if, if that counts, but I'm sure I've seen something since. Uh, I know I've definitely saw. Oh, well, actually, no, I took my babies to see uh, Minions uh, Rise of Gru, but that was for them, not for me, so I don't think that counts. Um, definitely doesn't count. Uh, bu- 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 that's a great question. I'm trying to think. I think we're just because we've been too immersed in TV shows, if anything else. I can't think of the last <laughs> film I saw, which was probably... But to your point, the last film I did see was um, uh, Doctor Strange. So um, it does, <laughs> it does <laughs> highlight your point. Oh, uh, oh my God, what am I God. saying? Big trouble in Little China. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean... No. Correct I really answer. Wanna, I really <laughs> want to caveat as recent cinema releases, but... The Wraith, uh, Cobra, Big Trouble Little China, <laughs> 1986 for all three. <laughs> Go on, TJ, what, what's your answers? Ha, right. Love, Death and Robots. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, as a TV yeah. series. Yeah, 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 no, no, yeah, give me that. All right, it's not based <laughs> yeah. on, it's not, it's not comic related. It's animated, but it's not based on the Stranger comic. Things would count as yeah, well. Yeah, I was about it? to say you could say Stranger Things. That's not, it's not based on the comic. I did no, I did like Strange Things, but I prefer Love, Death, and Robots just because uh, just I I just love it. I think all the stuff they do is awesome. Um, but um, movies, uh, Top Gun Maverick. Ah, okay. Yeah. See, I, I thought you would have said June. Uh, oh, well, I was thinking recent because that was the last thing that I saw that I really really enjoyed. Yes, okay, yeah, June count. June was like way earlier this year, right? Yeah, yeah, it's um, not yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. June. June. I did love more than Maverick, but Maverick's more recent. Either way, all good. I was. Re- I was. I was really struggling. <laughs> I was like, I even. I. I even cheated a little bit and went back to my Netflix history. I was like, what the fuck did I watch? <laughs> and for some reason, I didn't see Stranger Things, which is weird. That's so, yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, what are your answers, Dan? Have you no, got yours? Not getting away with this one. Yeah, I mean, I've got, I've, I've got loads because I kind you of watch shitloads of stuff, didn't you? Well, <laughs> I watch, I watch stuff with the misses, which is always uh, um, Love, Love Island. Yeah, Love Island, <laughs> good lord. Eastenders. Um, but yeah, she, she's obviously a big fan of all the kind of detective and and kind of um, crime thrillers, of which there's there's practically a new one of those. Um, every week, but I, I would actually say that the, the last show that I saw that really stuck with me that I thought was brilliant uh, was Severance, which is um, uh, yeah, just uh, Ben Stiller, yeah, Ben, really super, quite 
dark and, and, and left field. Um, hey, man, I think you as a um, secret, well, not so secret, but you probably want to keep it secret, fan of Lost, um, you should be watching. <laughs> shame. Shame. No, I'm, still, I'm still fairly open about it. Yeah, no, I adored that show. Really? Well. You shouldn't be. I, I, could, I could, no, I could criticize it to, to shreds, but I thought on an episode by episode basis, I was, I was enamored yeah. by it. Yeah. No, no, you shouldn't be. Okay, well, <laughs> you should you should be watching Severance then because I would it, love to. Yeah, it's yeah very much in that kind of um, mystery world building genre. Um, yeah, film. I was actually going to say June uh, because I did see the Nor- Norseman. Is it Norseman? The Norse Norseman. Man. Yeah, then, and that yeah. was. Just fucking terrible. If I'm if I'm honest with you, <laughs> I really didn't like it. I thought you were going to go a completely different direction. <laughs> <laughs> it it was beautifully. I mean, the cinematography and the acting and everything was. I mean, it was incredible. Like it looks just incredible, but ninety percent of it is is people shouting, people dying horribly. People more shouting, more chanting, more people dying horribly. The Should occasional. Talk about June. <laughs> um, it's a, lot of, a lot of that happens in June as well. <laughs> it's true, yeah. But I, I don't know. Like it didn't. It it was too. Like I came out of it like it was too much of an assault on the senses. I I think the the plot and everything. You know, as I said it was it was beautifully shot, but it. Yeah, my my brain was just bludgeoned to pulp by the noise and and the really grim, brutal visuals. Like you, you don't go more than ten minutes when when someone's being violently decapitated or or some other horrible visual is being thrust into your face. So yeah, nice. I didn't like that as much as. Uh, but in terms, in terms of your your question, Dan, was it was it just something that was that a question? It's a great question, um, but was that something that just came to you, or was that a question in support of or against comic book movies? No, I think it, no. I mean, I, it was in preparation and it was in support of because mm. I just kind of almost wanted to, you know, prove the point that I know we are three people we are not necessarily um a, a huge cut of our demographic but you know for for us I, I well i knew both of you would have a difficulty you know i even even myself you know i i probably i do like i i love june the film i thought it was amazing but there there are probably other films that i have seen that have been comic based that i've liked slightly more um not i don't know and and there's uh, i mean severance because i've only just seen it, it it i do love it and i would say that there's probably nothing uh mcu or whatever that why well, that w- i would love more but plenty equal to it like it, it's definitely not the best of everything so yeah so I, I, I would say with regards to june so i <laughs> I actually made the mistake. <laughs> I'm in a I'm in a film group on uh, Facebook, and I said um, that I enjoyed um, Spider Man. What was the last Spider Man? No uh, way home. No way home. I said I enjoyed that more than I enjoyed Dune. Now, be clear. I didn't say it was a better film than Dune. I said I had a. I enjoyed it. Or oh, sorry. I think I said I had a. Had a had much more fun time in the cinema watching Spider Man than I did June. Yeah, and I I, I think that's I think that's a, a, kind of to your point. Like June's an incredible movie, but I had way more fun watching Spider Man because it was just a really fun time. And I think that's the difference between your kind of MCU movies and and I think maybe that's a kind of backing up a bit of Scorsese's point to a certain extent, like. You know they are a fun thrill ride, and you go in there and you come out a bit buzzing and you know full of energy and 
um, that's kind of what they give you. They give you that quick adrenaline rush and then you can kind of move on from it. But June, like, kind of really stayed with me for a while afterwards. It was not in a bad way. Like, just the visuals, the score, just all of it just kind of really sank into sank into my brain and um, kind of really stuck with me for a while. Um, so, but I, I would say that's partly because the thing about June, it's all those, definitely all those things, but it, it it's half of the story and you knew yeah, before sure. you leave. Well, I, I don't think you think they'd confirmed it, but they were, we, we were 90% sure that there was going to be a second film and there was a yeah. whole host of... You know. Well, because the, because the story takes place in comparison to the original David Lynch one, it's only the amount of story in that first Villeneuve, Villeneuve one is half of the David Lynch one, isn't it? I think it goes yeah. up to half of the story that he told. So you kind of, I kind of figured, well, I think, yeah, maybe they did announce the second one was coming out before that, but yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think, I think they pretty much said, well, they, they, they indicated that only if it made, you know, a good amount of money were they, because mm. it, it, I think it was quite an expensive film to make that they would oh, yeah. then plough on. Whereas I think the, you know, Spider-Man no, no Way Home, for us as a generation, we invested, it, it was like a payoff for a lot of older films, older Spider-Man films, yeah. where we'd invested a lot of, you know, time and found found ourselves like, oh no, they're they're gonna they're not making Spider Man three or what was it? Yeah, they yeah two two of the two of the um, Spider Men weren't yeah. getting the third film, um, so you're kind of like that disappointment and that investment in those characters and those timelines and those films suddenly we got we got an unexpected payoff you know mm. freaking 10 i don't know 10 got to find out what happened to them yeah oh no actually got, got um maguire had the third film no yeah he had the third film but it was terrible yes yeah sorry yeah, yeah he, so we don't yeah, so we don't talk about that one no we don't um <laughs> and that didn't happen um so, I mean, I think we kind of covered it a little bit, but like, are you guys able to actually keep up with, um, or are you happy with the amount of stuff you're you're able to keep up with across the various, you know, shows, streaming sites, and all the rest of it? You know, is there anything that you've you've wanted to catch but just haven't had the time to, and just kind of written it off, or you know, how are you feeling about keeping up with the volume of stuff, Dan? Um, yeah, so it's interesting because I was commuting before and I'm now not commuting to work, I'm working from home. So it has now dawned on me that if I want to keep up with all the series I was keeping up because I had a long commute there uh, to and from work, suddenly I have got to the point where I'm like, ah, I can't watch all of this. <laughs> so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm having, yeah, I'm having to kind of think about what to prioritize. Not, it's not like I'm going to abandon anything completely. I will come back to it, but it, it does now mean like Halo would be a good example. If I was watching Halo at home and I saw the first two episodes, I'd be like, "Yep, no, done." There's no way I'm going back to that. It was only because purely I was commuting and I was able to give give it a bit more time. And then I realized, you know what, it, it, it actually was worth the time that I would carry on. Whereas now I think there's there's going to be plenty of things that I'm going to watch and go, yeah, not I'm not going to bother with that because I simply have to be uh, a lot pickier. Hmm. And how about you, Imran? Uh, I'm beholden to the streaming services at my disposal. So I two shows i you know they've been mentioned a couple of times in this conversation already but i just don't have the streaming services so i'd like to watch the boys and uh, peacemaker but don't have access to them so hmm. that, you know that's it the, so i i don't i wouldn't think for me it's necessarily time i mean even just on our netflix stuff there's there's a bunch of shows we haven't even got to the most recent series of soul yet um so 
uh, so that, that you know, we just sort of do things as you know, in order. So I think we're starting soul uh, tomorrow, but like the, the yeah, so there is sort of time, but it's also I think the more predominant uh, factor would be streaming services. You just can't get them all. <laughs> yeah, that's fair, and I, I think yeah, because there's some stuff that obviously we're in the UK, so um, it can be trickier. I think so. Yeah, because Peacemaker actually is coming out on Sky now, isn't it, Dan? Because yeah, it was HBO yeah, Max. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. on Sky Entertainment, I think. So yeah, yeah, man. Have you got Sky or Virgin Media or any other no. kind of services? No, no. Preview yeah, Netflix and uh, Disney Plus because we would just be watching it all the time. We remember we consciously said, let's not get Sky when we first got a place, because I just didn't want to be in front of the telly. But, That's completely uh, fair. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I just would. It would be like movie night every night. <laughs> Iron, so, ironically, I uh, we've had Sky for years now. I think it's probably since we first moved in together. And it more for me, for, it was more because I wanted the sports, so for football, F1, and stuff like that. But... Ironically, of all the other channels, the the channel that we watch the most is uh, the Food Network because <laughs> it's oh. just like it's really easy. Like you don't have to really think about it. It's just some cookery stuff's on. Great, just put that on in the background or watch that while we're having dinner or something like that. And we'll actually end up just talking over it. But um, yeah, so it's a weird thing spending a lot of money on Sky for Food Network. Random. <laughs> <laughs> so, final question. Uh, before we wrap this bad boy up, um, MCU, how much are they to blame or take credit for this huge influx of um, comic book related visual entertainment? I should get that trademarked. Um, <laughs> yeah, how much are they to take credit or blame for for what we're seeing right now in Red? What do you think? I don't think it's either of those two things in terms of are they to take credit or, you know, be lambasted for it as such. I, I think MCU are just an example uh, of both sides of that coin. Uh, so I, I, on one hand, I think, you know, I think probably phases one, two and three were an example of this is how you ca- it can be done. This is an example of brilliant storytelling over a lengthy period of time and, you know, and gearing your content towards a, a definitive conclusion. Uh, phase four, again, Dan's used the word, it's a very good word, I think, in relation to where they are now, but th- that is that aggressive kind of approach with their 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 marketing and their um, their content. And you do feel you have to watch one thing before the next. So I, I wouldn't cite any MCU, almost either as the template or uh, the 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 negative kind of fact. So I just think that they're an example of, you know, uh, people who got, who, who have got it absolutely right and helped elevate that bar. But, you know, even before them, I think the dark Knight elevated that bar, um, in terms of things to, you know, in terms of superheroes, con- superhero content to be taken very seriously. Um, and I, I, you know, it's, it's easy to put all of that accolades, all those accolades on MCU. But again, I think it was really the dark night that made everyone stop and look at, at this content and like, wait a minute, I think we can actually be looking at this as, uh, you know, as a, as a, as a respectable genre in, in of itself. So, um, I don't know, there's, there's, yeah, I, I don't know. I think MCU have have provided a phenomenal template, but um, I, I think it was sort of headed in that direction of this being something that was was going to happen. If that makes any sense. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, Dan. Yeah, I was just thinking more about the you know the the, the DC TV shows um, because I think. They don't. They don't get as much love as they probably should, but the flip side of the coin, it feels like, you know, as Imran rightly points out, the Dark Knight, I think, help shaped, you know, where the MCU went with with some of their, you know, films and content. But in another way, I also think that some of the, you know, the 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 recent MCU films 
and even the, the kind of the Disney Plus TV series it has is is helping to to reshape where DC are going with things. You know, I, I don't think there would have been, you know, the the Hacking Phoenix Joker film, uh, and I think, you know, even with Peacemaker, when when you think that that is a um, a, a DC property it feels much more in line with um, the MCU. It, it doesn't feel like... It, if you compared Peacemaker to something like Batwoman, who, which I really tried to watch, yes, and I, I, really, <laughs> I really tried to like, and, you know, it, it, it's by no means terrible, but they are night and day. And, and again, it, it's, it's purely because I think... The, the you know DC went okay. Well, can we get James Gunn, who you know did did brilliant work already for for Marvel on Guardians of the Galaxy? Can we get him to you know take over one of our big film properties, which was um, Suicide Squad, and then you got the spin-off, and it feels like they they have they have learned quite a bit from what Marvel is doing. So I think, you know, if, if this continues, if they all kind of, you know, if Marvel look at, you know, the boys and, and Umbrella Academy and look what they're doing and, and vice versa, if they all kind of reflectively look around at one another and sort of say, you know what, we we need to be, it keeps driving the standards up. We need to be better. We, we need to look at these and say, well, what are the good, Good things that they're doing that we can do. How can we, how can we, we keep striving to improve things? And as long as that happens, then yeah, I think I think um, the whole thing will be in a, a decent place. And one thing I wanted to say, um, you know, Iman, you you must want to be your kids. Like I, I I'd love to be a kid in this day and age. I just think yeah. it would just be absolutely phenomenal because i know we were very fortunate to have things like you know star wars um you know jurassic park all all the kind of you know terminator films and things that kind of we we saw them the first time we saw, saw the beginning of those franchise but if you if you do do the numbers on on what a kid now has to choose from and and the quality that that they get um yeah i think i don't know kid yeah i don't know i can't i kind of disagree i <gasps> and and uh, <laughs> well no i i and i don't uh, again massively biased but i think for for my personal process of growing up reading comic books and then getting to see that stuff come to fruition when i'm I was going to say more mature. That's bullshit. Um, when I'm older, <laughs> um, kind of just I, I I feel like the evolution and growth of that genre into what into where it was when I was a kid to what we have now, and experiencing that through the the various stages of my life and being at the age that I'm at now, where I can appreciate it as an art form, but I still had that experience of growing up with it and. You know, seeing the seeing the rough shit that came out in the eighties and nineties as well, and the odd gems here and there, with like you know, Batman and 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 whatever. So, kind of going through that and and seeing what we have now, I, I think it, again, personal preference, but I think like as a kid now, you got like you say, you got so much choice, and I guess maybe this goes back to the original things. Like, there's almost too much choice to a certain extent. Like, there's a lot of stuff out there to absorb as a kid. And you kind of, and I don't mean this is a, you know, kids, all kids are spoiled, whatever, but you're kind of spoiled for, you know, there's a million one streaming sites. There's a million one different comics and yada, yada, yada. Like how do you kind of work out and define what your thing is? Maybe, or maybe you don't have to, I don't know. I mean, you know, Imran, you've got, you've got a couple of kids and they're going to go, you're going to get to see them go through, uh, through that that sort of that sort of stuff that sort of phase, but yeah, I don't know. I I kind of like being a forty year old dude 
who's into his comics and seeing that stuff come to fruition. Feel in a weird way, it kind of feels like my life's work is coming to fruition, even though I had absolutely nothing to do with any of this stuff. But you know no, it's, I mean? an, it's actually a really interesting point because obviously any kid nowadays can take everything that they get completely for granted, and we've obviously seen yeah. failed iterations, many iterations of. of oh, yeah. I mean, I remember the first Captain America film was that from like nineteen ninety, oh, which God. is grim, absolutely. which is really grim. We should do a podcast um, on that one. We should do a podcast <laughs> on that because it's such a. It's like it's it's not so i mean it's 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 bad but it's like that's what it was at the time back when it wasn't taken seriously yeah exactly but and that was like look this is a comic book movie and this is what people will want from it and this is all they're going to get for it you know this is all the money you're going to get to make it exactly yeah and it's kind of i suppose you yeah i i hear what you're saying Tej, because you can look at it now with a level of appreciation uh of you know you've seen the failed attempts and now it's kind of like yeah now they've kind of got it right and i can look at it with maturity and uh as opposed to just being a kid thinking yeah well there's always loads of it and it's always good so there you go (laughs) you're like well it's not really the case i'll tell you the time when um cool all right anything else we want to cover well i think we've probably come to the end of uh our little chat it's been a good one enjoyed this um yeah something's very dear to my heart so um yeah i hope you all enjoyed listening to it and uh go off and watch the millions and millions of hours of stuff that's out there because a lot of it's very, very good. But, you know, don't stick to MCUs. Get out there and explore some of the other stuff because there's some really cracking stuff on other streaming sites and done by non-DC and non-Marvel studios. So, yeah, go enjoy it all. And we'll speak to you next time. And remember, kids, get down to comic shop and make sure you buy some comics so you can... Read it all like we did back in thirties, <laughs> or just or just download the app and and read it on your iPad, like I do, because you know it's twenty twenty two. Bye. See ya. Bye.